This is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. Okay, uh, today we're doing something a little different. Uh, I've spent almost a year just chatting with guys, and obviously at the heart of it, this is a deeply feminist podcast. So I was feeling a little gross just having guys on the show. That's still obviously what the show is. But in these off weeks, we're going to try doing some, some of these interstitial episodes where we break down and we chat about the previous episode. I've been learning a lot about my friends after having done this, and there are a lot of points and ideas I forget to talk about in the episodes. So this will give us a chance to kind of explain and clarify some open questions from the episode. So I have my friend Mara to join me. Mara and I have been friends since middle school, and I think at this point we are kind of in the sister friend category. Is that, unless that's like a weird polygamy thing? I don't know. Um, I get what you're saying, and I totally consider you to be a sister, but maybe, you're thinking sister wife. Okay, no, we oh, can be okay. sister friends. No, this is okay. Okay, right. yeah, I had to think about it. I knew it was <laughs> some weird sister thing. Sister <laughs> wife says, that's, they call him sister wife. Oh, you fay. No, you are a sister a friend (laughs) (laughs) and she is a lifelong lover of romance novels we met in a student written play at a local summer camp which i think was kind of the genesis of my romance novel reading i remember that summer reading a lot of rosamund pilcher R.I.P. She was 94, oh by the goodness, way. Oh my goodness, I love died. Rosamund Pilcher. I've mm-hmm. recently revisited um, a couple of hers, and they hold up. Really? I mean, I, I think so. I mean, you have to kind of give her some credit because things change, mm-hmm. uh, but she still has some very good characters. Well, when you think about it, even when we were reading them in, like, the 90s, she was already still, like, 70. So yeah. she's already, like, an older lady writing. Yes romance uh it's hard to stay in touch you know what i mean oh absolutely and i think you at the time circle of friends was very big and then uh, you were really into mave Vinci. i am i still love mave Vinci because she's not afraid to says to to tell small stories about people and that's basically all i want to read most of the time i want to read about people and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship i want to read about all kinds of relationship because that's what i find interesting that's what i find comforting and that's honestly what everything that's it that's what it's about you know so i i still love Maeve Vinci and i've collected uh, many of her books and i've read them several times just because she's a wonderful comfort read and you do kind of you, you feel like well, by the time you finish one of her books you really care about those characters and you're going to miss them you know that's the kind of book i want to read <laughs> i don't know if i ever read any of hers i think i like i was so oh. focused on Rosamund Pilcher like i was <laughs> and like books were so less accessible then so like to get something at the library was kind of just very hit or miss. So like if I could get Rosamund Pilcher, I was getting her. Well, I remember we used to visit the library a lot together and we would stick to the paperback, uh, the paperback section because they didn't, they didn't make you use a library card to check them out. You could, you could read as many, we would get like 20 each and then we would trade them and we didn't have to worry about keeping track of anything, you know? And I missed that. Oh, that was so fun. (laughs) In an earlier podcast, I related this story because, you know, Preston, uh, Preston de Francis's mom, we would get those books and they, you didn't have to check out the paperbacks because they didn't, 
the library didn't want those books, man. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want the Harlequins. (laughs) Yeah, all of those Harlequins. I mean, they like a million come out a month, right? And thank God they do. But uh, his mom made me at the senior year, like bag them all up and take them back to the library. (laughs) (laughs) They were probably like, ah, shit. What are we going to do with all these fucking books? Damn it. Probably so mad. We have like been collecting them for four years. So wait, so Preston tattled on you to his mom that you have all these books. Of course not. Of course he did. (laughs) No, the library does not want those books. They would not be able to give them away. No, and Preston would still tattle on me. There's nothing to tattle. You're a librarian now. I think you know. I, we we know librarians. We I want them to chime in and be like, no. If they had wanted them back, they would have gone through the regular yeah. checkout process. Yes. And getting 500 books at once donated to them was probably an effing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I missed that, though. You were like the only person I knew who read as much as me and as quickly as me with all of those. So that was really awesome to be able to trade those back and forth. That was yeah, I mean, we were just flying through them. And we... I we learned so much about what was terrible about dudes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't think a lot of the stuff I read helped me in my earliest relationships, frankly. No. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I think they're getting better over time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> But but I think that we were we were also reading like older ones anyway. Or like we were not only were we kind of like in the late nineties, but we were all already like reading them from the eighties, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I wanna say we probably even read some Barbara Cartlands from even before then, which are not a good example of healthy relationships. No. no. Oh my goodness. Um, I no. It has taken a long time for us to get to a point where it's healthy relationships in in romance novels, but we are we're doing it. Yes. So. It's fun times. It is fun, fun times. times. It is. And everything has come a long way. So like a lot of the guys in these podcasts have talked about the covers and the ripped bodices or whatever. And those have, I thought those were beautiful, first of all, which I have not just said it to any of the guys, but they're, I mean, like they're art. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, they're... Like hand painted mm-hmm. covers. You know what I mean? Like by an actual artist, which you just don't ever see anymore. And some of them were, I mean, like, did I want to see Fabio on every cover? No, of course not. But for the dresses and the backdrops and all of that stuff, I mean, I think some of them were like oil paintings. I mean, they're, you know, they're gorgeous. And um, I think some authors still do have really beautiful ones. Like Eloisa James comes to mind. Like she has mm -hmm. some really beautifully painted covers and um, I enjoy them. But with the covers, just like a lot of your guests have mentioned, romance novels have a stigma. And mm-hmm. <laughs> reading something like that out and about, let's say, uh, you know, if you're at a restaurant or if you're uh, at the coffee shop or we don't we don't have public transportation where I live. <laughs> so that's, but, you know, you're less likely to pull out something with that on the cover because honestly, you're inviting judgment. Honestly, 
even just 10 years ago, I would have been inviting probably sexual harassment for men by reading that kind of thing in public. You know what I mean? One thing I always wondered, like with the rise of the Kindle, would even more, would romance find an even larger audience because nobody can see what you're reading on a Kindle? You know what I mean? So you can read whatever you want. You know, Richard can can read some Emily Henry and, and, and be happy, you know, and enjoy his reading rather than torture himself with great literature, you know, and and nobody needs to know. And I think that's amazing. But I also appreciate this podcast because there shouldn't be a stigma at all. And we shouldn't have to hide behind our Kindles. And I mean, I remember when we were at the library and I had an armful of books. (laughs) Like, I, I, I can't, I don't think people can picture like the two stacks all the way up to your chin. Like you're, you're, you're carrying them below your waist and the stack goes up to your chin. And there's like two different stacks there. That's what we would leave the library with. But I remember we saw like a, a kid from a boy from school and I was like, oh, oh shit. I just ran away. You were, I I was like, if we act embarrassed, this is going to look way worse. I just played it cool. I remember this specifically. And you were, you, you were, you were unable to play it cool. You couldn't. You were literally like, oh my God. And then you, I think you ran. And I was like, oh, hey guys, what's, what's all going on? Like, just like I wasn't holding an armful of bodice rippers. You weren't holding 45. (laughs) it's not just a weird, you know, had all, it, it was the sheer number. <laughs> God, I miss having that much time to read. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is the worst part of adulting is you do not have that time to read. Oh, no. It's- but I do remember that. I, 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 I probably was not as cool as I was thinking I was. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? I mean, I am never as cool as I think I am, but also in that moment, that's a very, like, I will just leave a situation. <laughs> it's very my stuff. That was probably best. <laughs> I, oh, I'm sure the person probably, we won't say his name, but I'm sure the person remembers. I'm sure they're like, every time, because I've seen him I, when I recently, and I was like, I know he remembers that I had all of this. <laughs> it was a comical number of any type of book, like, let alone all the bodice rippers and the Harlequin. I don't know. What were they called back then? What were the lines? I, we, I think desire. we were really focusing on desire and blaze and temper. Okay. And, and. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're, we're talking 45, like, in each of our arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, like my God. So he, high school. Yeah, even if we had been holding that many cookbooks, anyone would be like, what the hell are they doing with all of those books? <laughs> but anyway, thank you, Public Library, for starting us on a, on a journey. It's been a slippery slope, but I feel like we've made our way back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh. Okay, anyway, well, so Mara, speaking of, like, what are your thoughts on all of the episodes so far? We're going to, in particular, we're going to talk about Richard Herndon's episode where he read people we meet on vacation. But are there anything, is there anything you want to talk about your kind of impressions or thoughts about any guys in particular so far or, or what? I've really enjoyed the podcast so far. And I really like what you're trying to do here is challenge the belief that romance is either less than or just for girls or you know you're challenging these ridiculous beliefs and trying to open up a a, a new world and i i appreciate that oh. let me think i 
I enjoyed, okay, so like, it, it is a little bit weird because I know most of the people that you're interviewing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's all like a little bit weird. <laughs> but uh, one, my, one of my favorites, my favorites are always by the, the guys who are actual readers. Like, okay. I want to I wanna listen to somebody who actually does read books for fun. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they have the most to say. Um, I really enjoyed Ryan Sears's because he's a right. big he's a big reader. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out Ryan Sears. He's one of the fastest readers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's great. Oh, oh, I want you to revisit Ryan Sears's episode and have a new one about his take on Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> like, seriously, I was like, well, this just calls for a whole other a whole other episode. I feel like because I remember I remember what you're talking about, because Ryan says that he thinks that Mr. Darcy was grooming Elizabeth. And I feel like maybe he got Mr. Darcy confused with Mr. Wickham and Lydia because mm-hmm. there's that's definitely oh that's definitely rooming. Okay, I was thinking. So, I feel like maybe that's probably what happened, but we can definitely I can definitely ask him. I I just read a book recently. Oh, and I can't. I'm so bad at remembering names and authors. But it was a uh, it was about it took all of the Jane Austen novels and put them in a in a house, part, a house party together, and there was a murder mystery. Does this ring a bell? No, but um, <laughs> anyways, it pre- we will literally do anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Whatever. I mean, and it's been so long since I've actually read the actual Jane Austen works that I can't even say if it was a really good. Uh, representation of her characters but it was enjoyable um but that novel i thought was very interesting and actually says it it kind of diagnosed um darcy with autism oh sure like he was on the spectrum and his son was too and it went through in detail how his son was obviously a very high functioning autistic man (laughs) and i was like oh that's interesting i like this because i want to keep darcy as a hero So I was like, yes, give me a reason. Um, but anyways, I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, well, I think that was actually more, that was kind of like where they were going in the 2005 version a little bit. You kind of yeah. got more of a sense of in the movie. He's not just an asshole because yeah. I, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of, there is an asshole trope, I guess, isn't there? Um, so <laughs> yeah. <okay>. It's huge. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I want to save some of that. I want to save it from that. Um, and I've already mentioned to you before, um, Ben, Ben's episode. Roy, yeah, he did. I was really him. mad at him for, uh, not taking the assignment seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ben, you are better than this. Well, I'll tell you, Ben and I have uh, done this second, his second episode already and he took, he took it seriously. Oh, good, 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 good. Cause, Cause he, he's a reader too, right? He, right. he liked the yeah. second book. So I good. think. That- I was just very mad at him for not picking a book that he thought he would like. I was like, you are, I don't know. I just wanted him to take it seriously. And then I think Richard's, I don't know. Richard is a, is, is such a good episode because he, he really, I feel like he was very open about how he responded to the book. At least I hope so. And I don't know. He made some really good points about why can't we just read a book for enjoyment? Why do we have to put ourselves through uh, some sort of suffering 
to consume mm-hmm. art. And I don't know, I think that's a really interesting, wonderful conversation because I'm at the point mm-hmm. in my life where I have to read just to escape. So mm-hmm. I'm very real, rarely going to be picking up a book that is seriously depressing or seriously stressful. I mean, I, I life is depressing and stressful and I don't mm-hmm. want my hobby to include that as well. I mean, I do want stories about re- real people and I don't mind when they're going through real things, but I don't need it heightened you know um same with movies it's so hard to find movies like just about people like literally um, last night when we were sitting down to watch something I want a movie about people (laughs) where nobody is shot with a semi-automatic weapon and there are no explosions and we looked for like 45 minutes like it was ridiculous like we just was like that, that you wouldn't think it'd be such a difficult criteria, but I think I've watched them all <laughs> that aren't those things. So I really, I appreciated his, his take on that because that's where I am with. Well, and additionally to that, which I didn't talk about with Richard, which I kind of meant to, and we can revisit it later in more depth because it's one of the things that threads that I've been trying to kind of lay in, in the episodes of this podcast, and that is, it's not serious when the women are happy. If a, I mean, you can't name for me a serious or respected or top 100 movie or top 100 book, classic book, where a woman in any way finds happiness. You can't, I mean, like, tell no. me one, and I, we no. can put this now, but it doesn't exist. And that is kind of what romance novels give to women is yes. happiness in some form or another. be happy? And it's like, why can't we appreciate, I don't know, just more personal, smaller moments too? Why do we have to put people through the suffering? Oh, like one of the moved on him last night was Room oh, <laughs> with Brie no. Larson. And I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. <laughs> Why? But she won an Oscar for that movie, <laughs> you know, because. Well, so much of pop culture and just from my side in, in publishing, everybody just wants high concept. You hear it. That's uh, all you ever hear. High concept, high concept. Who's reading concept. these? Are people just buying them just because they feel like they should buy them? Are they actually reading all the high concept? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't honestly. Know. I don't know. Isn't romance one of the biggest selling genres out yeah, there? It accounts for like 24% of all books sold. So so why are they so fo- focused on high concept when this, I mean, do we have to consider romance as lower concept? <laughs> like, do we have to go there? But like, it's well, selling. Well, I think lower concept is, is like about people. It's like a, yeah. a less exciting, like just um, more, not provincial is, I don't think that's the word I'm looking for, but just like a a gentler like kind of lower yeah cozy that's the word i'm looking for yeah cozy is popular cozy is popular but anyway we'll come back to that because i have it later on so my overall thoughts i've found it very interesting with these podcasts is that i think that i think that everybody understood the assignment i have been super impressed with all of the the guys in how they've read the books com- mm-hmm. to completion, first of all. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I kind of didn't expect. Oh my and, gosh, the dude who won- who read the Outlander, that that was oh, yeah, he Bill. stuck with it. He he <laughs> he did. 
He hated it too. Oh, and that's not an easy book to read. It's I have not. tried to read that recently and I cannot. It's like oh, after no. the after so many rape attempts, I'm like, you know what? No, no. I'm I can't put myself through this. I don't I, need to. So good like- for him. I think that's a testament to uh your mm-hmm. friendship with them and their belief in your projects. So. <laughs> right. Well, that's another thing. You know, I've been friends with most of these guys for so long. A decade is the least amount of time I've known any of these guys. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, you don't know why you're fr- like after that long of a friendship, you don't know why you're you became friends with someone or why you continue to be friends with someone. But what these have really shown me is that I I was reminded of why we became friends in the first place because they're all just super thoughtful, lovely people. Aww. And I was like, oh, I guess I forgot. I guess I forgot this. Well, that's why you're friends with them. That makes sense. Yeah. And one of the appealing things about the podcast is it feels like I'm hanging out with you and some of either our friends or your friends that I would like. And that's something that's really appealing because they really are putting thought into this besides Ben's book choice. I'm going to try to forgive him for that. <laughs> but they really are trying to put thought into into to, to what they're reading and, and to the conversations they're having with you afterwards. And I feel like you have some you you know some good men (laughs) it's yeah and that I've been surprised and at heart I think obviously we're former theater kids Mm -hmm. that never leaves you to a certain extent but I even the ones who aren't who didn't who weren't theater kids I do feel like they're performers like they Mm -hmm. understand that it's not just like you gotta like come with something you gotta like yeah. come with the point of view and your personality and that's yes. why I do this I don't need a monotone person up here just like droning on about how yeah. they hate women or I would not be able to listen to that Tara even if it was your podcast <laughs> <laughs> but so they do think that it is, having said that I do think they have been on their best behavior and mm-hmm. I've let it Kind of, they know they're being recorded. I don't know at this point if what they're saying out loud is like truly what they think. You know what I mean? Some people have been more forthright than others, but even those. Well, another aspect that might make it difficult for them to be forthright is that you've chosen to make this your career, and. I think they are good guys, so maybe they want they don't want to be quite as critical because they don't want you to take it personally either. But yes, I mean, I haven't taken anything personally. I mean, like I, yeah. but I get it, perhaps. But I, yeah. I Is think there anybody that, in particular that you doubted their sincerity? Um, I I don't doubt anyone's complete sincerity. I think people feel free to be honest, but I think that they would be more honest if they weren't being recorded. Well, we all would be. <laughs> we would all be more honest if we or were. If, or if like I wasn't a professional writer yeah. or if they didn't think that I, since I write romance, I know more than them, which I do, obviously. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so I think they would they would say different things to another guy, for instance. I do think that Yes, I would love to get these guys in a book club together (laughs) (laughs) and see what a conversation between four or five of them about some of these books would be. That would be curious. I want to believe Richard would still love friends we meet on vacation. I want to believe that. You know, I'll do that at some point. Oh, it's a great idea. 
fall into natural groups. So we'll You'll start. have to recommend something really good for the group. I should just make them all read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> there you go. The original. <laughs> Another thing that's kind of curious is, I guess a lot of these men are already in successful relationships, but you'd think, you know, if you want to know more about women and you want to know more about relationships, these would be a go-to book for them. Right. And I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, we've all read the men books, haven't we? To try to... Yeah. God, I've read all the John Irvings. I, I went through this big, like, I went through like a Dean Koontz, Stephen King oh. fan, uh, ra- yeah. uh, like a phase in uh, middle school. Yeah. Like, I've read all the men's books, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't anymore because I don't have the emotional wherewithal. Like, I don't, that's not, what, <laughs> that's not, I can't do that. But yeah, it's just interesting to me that they don't read more. You know, this is what women love. So why not check it out? Because they never had to. Be, you know what I mean? Like guys never had to be aware of what women wanted because mm-hmm. it, it was ingrained in them that obviously we want them no matter what. <laughs> well, and it's ingrained into us that we're um, emotion, we're responsible for their emotions. Right. That was severely ingrained in me. Like I grew up in a place where, <laughs> oh, we have to tiptoe around men's feelings and we have to coddle them and make sure that they're doing okay. No. And Richard and I talked about that a little bit. Uh, so we can go talk more about that later. But it, the idea that guys' emotions and why they seem to prefer the female point of view over reading the, the male point of view in a romance novel, because at least there is where you do get some emotions from men, like a whole range of male emotions, which is just not something you see all the time. And that is the point of the sex scene game too, is that none of those passages that I have read from the men have included any emotion whatsoever mm-hmm. other than like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what romance novels are are giving us a peek into if if anything does exist there right so i that's why i think i enjoy reading in third person because it gives us that so i am also really surprised by the amount of prep they've done you know they like come like richard had notes lots of people have had notes (laughs) (laughs) i give them an outline of what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. and so but i you know, they're using it. Um, yeah, so I think that's wonderful that they're, they are taking this seriously. Yeah. I do wonder if maybe they're also a little scared of me, which I'm happy about. You can be a little scary um, in a great way, in a wonderful way that I appreciate as your friend. I respect and admire that about you. And that was my next question. Aren't you impressed with how nice I am? Oh, yeah, you're super nice. You are. You're on your best behavior. (laughs) You're so nice. Like, that's a really good point, actually. And and, and some of these are like over an hour long and you maintain (laughs) the niceness. I can also cut. I'm the one editing. I'm super It is hard work. I believe it. I believe it. (laughs) All right. Well, so let's move on a little bit. So to specifically, unless you have something you wanted to say about anybody else's podcast, we'll move on to Richard. Yeah, let's move on. It was my favorite episode anyway. All right. Oh, that's so nice. So first of all, Richard read People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Huge book, huge author. I had to send it to him in the mail. 
So he got <laughs> so he got a physical book. <laughs> like he, he doesn't have like like the online library and a Kindle or nothing. Okay, you know what you know what this episode reminded me. I haven't like seen Richard in a really long time, but I am currently rewatching the New Girl with my yeah, kids. They're... So Nick, you he is Nick Miller. But you know what? Everybody loves Nick. I mean, honestly. So, yeah. but yeah, he is Nick Miller. Maybe a little, a tiny, not as much grouchy old man unless you start talking about Ohio. But <laughs> I was thinking, oh, well, he's like, you know, Nick Miller, but with less of a the grumpiness. And then he started talking about Ohio. And I was like, this oh, there it is. So grumpy. I know. I was like, okay, yeah, he just is Nick Miller. But in the best of ways, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody loves Nick Miller. Yeah. That's why she ends up with him at the end. Oh, my God. I just ruined New Girl. Spoiler alert. Also, romance, right? I I love that show. I love it so much. Um, Anyway, sorry. It's funny. Nick Miller is one for the ages. He is. He's a good one. Um, So, also, Richard has no technology. And he actually, he called me on the telephone. Oh, my God. He is Nick Miller. (laughs) Prior... Prior to the episode, he like he called me two times on the telephone. I like looked at my phone and I was like, "This can't be. This can't be right." As if like a unicorn had just appeared out of my phone. Like, cow. I I think I called you once, like four years ago, and you were like, "Oh my god, Mara, are you okay? Why are you calling me?" (laughs) I know the only person I talk to on my on the phone is my mom. Yes. And like, let alone who like, you know, I, 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 honestly, I kind of miss talking on the phone though. Good for him for calling you on the phone. I mean, that's like normal people stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. Sure. Yeah. I took a screen, (laughs) I even took a screenshot of the incoming call to prove that it happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, like, no I don't one, know if this is saying more about you or more about Richard. Because <laughs> it's like, no one's going to believe this. I have to save it for posterity. And then I sent it to a, a, who, another podcast guest who we talked about before, Ben Scroy. Uh-huh. And he was like, he was similarly like just speechless. What is happening? The apocalypse probably like what? <laughs> so like 15 years ago, it was normal to call people on the phone, right? Yeah, I think. wasn't it? Wasn't it normal? I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate not having to call people. I mean, I do for work, but that's the only calls I really make are for work. But maybe he's just living in the year two thousand, and you know that's cool. Yeah. Today I texted him and answered it. He rode horses. <laughs> oh, does he? Because doesn't he? Doesn't his mom have horses? Yes, and he said no. And like, that's a real missed opportunity, Richard. Anyway, horses are kind of big and scary. That's like, what honest- is that what he said? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I wouldn't be riding them either, even if I had horses. I'd just like be pet. I'd just be bringing them carrots in the stable and saying hi and talking to them and not riding them at all, ever. You said it gave them carrots and pets. Yeah, yeah. That's They're just kind of like big dogs. You don't need to get up on them. <laughs> Richard also has no internet. So he had to like go to a friend's house to get internet to do the podcast. <laughs> I, I said well can you download zoom on your phone and mm-hmm. he was like sure i'll try 
And then like an hour later, he was like, it's still downloading. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. This is like Nick Miller not having a cell phone. This <laughs> is, know. he is a character, you know, that's. Geez. So anyway, we went to great lengths to get this podcast, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, it was worth it. It was a great episode. <laughs> we finally did it. <laughs> So some keynotes, I think Richard liking friends and coming out and saying that very, yes. very, very brave. Of I was him. like, thank you. He was not the only guy that liked friends. They all liked friends, but not a single one of them is going to walk out here and admit to liking friends. They're not going to do it. So I appreciated his honesty because in 1997 or whenever it was, every single person watched friends, yes. which you wouldn't have done if you didn't like it. So good for him. Good for him. Thank, good job, Richard. I, I'm sure I'll listen to this. He did say that we were okay to skewer him. I said, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really, like, I'm a nice person. So <laughs> you can skewer him and then I will come back and I will defend probably because that is my instinct. <laughs> I'm just like, I must, I must defend the skewered. <laughs> I gotta. Sometimes people deserve it. Richard does not. He went. <laughs> as I said he went to great lengths to do this podcast. I really appreciate it. So again, in this episode, we re- revisited the bodice ripping covers, mm-hmm. and that was, of course, Richard's experience with it. Also, though, he mentioned the bookmobile, which I miss a bookmobile. And like, I remember the days where like a bookmobile was like. If you ran into that bookmobile, it was the best day ever. And I miss that about It's like honestly better than an ice cream truck. Like it yeah. should have music. It should play music and just roam the streets. Mm-hmm. I guess you don't need to now with the apps, but what? yeah. It's a bummer. Gosh, a truck that brings you books. That's like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, you know, Amazon. <laughs> Okay, well, free books. How about we put it that way? Yeah. It's like the library. It's like Overdrive. All right. So I don't really have, like, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because that is a thread that has almost every single episode. That's what every guy has said. They've brought up the the bodice ripping covers and how they, you know, made them feel those were cheesy. And so maybe they were, but, you know. I think we're well past that at this point. Next, the inside jokes we talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. And I he said he made a point to say like referential. And I purposely he he made a couple, I think, quotes in the podcast, one of which I re- got but refused to acknowledge because it was a Stanley Kubrick quote. <laughs> he, said, he said the old in and out, Alex, which I know was from a clockwork orange. Oh, I hate that movie so much. Yeah, I hate that movie. Why is that horrible movie Mm -hmm. like victimizing women Mm -hmm. and and other defenseless people? Like, why is it so so glorified? What are we glorifying here? Because to me, it's violence. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen it since I was like nineteen, but it's still there are Mm -hmm. images from that film that just stick out in my head, and it's it's the gross violence against vulnerable people. (laughs) And why is that? art why well i think that right i like it's been a long time since i've seen it i again just for a, a myriad of reasons i refuse to talk about to give stanley kubrick airtime in my life and yes. over the podcast yes but the clockwork orange i think is one of those things that resonates with dudes because it's like here is there's unfettered manhood and then at the end 
when you're taken away from being your true self, which is a violent, horrible, yes, rapist human, then you're just like a vegetable and like your heart, your essence is being closed up and you're just so that was I I I hate that they're portraying that as unfettered manhood because that's that's not it. Those monsters, they were monsters. Um, and men are not monsters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause, um, it, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. They're not innately bad. <laughs> That's not how it works. Well, I think it's, it's like an American thing too, because one of the shows, <laughs> one of the shows I started watching over the pandemic, which I love and I <laughs> is Love Island, which is a UK show. Oh. And it's like a dating show and everybody is mostly terrible. Mm-hmm. But like the men, even though they're f- complete fuckboys, still treat the women with such respect and oh they're able they're able to talk about a range of emotions and and there's a now there's a US version and it's total shit because the guys are just straight assholes. <laughs> yeah so it's and interesting. It just is interesting. That is interesting. I might check that out actually because I'm curious to see that. I mean like it is a <laughs> it's a big investment. It's like 51 episodes mm. per season. They're in they're in this villa for like two months and they have to like couple up and i mean it's a while it's the producers make them do like terrible games one game is they have put it's so gross they have to put food in their mouth spit it into their partner's mouth and then like that person spits it into a jar it's so true they're just like kind of torturing them you know what i mean i don't want to baby bird anybody in my life that's disgusting it's so entertaining to watch anyway so so anyway inside jokes big thing and she used them well in that book and i Mm -hmm. i like that richard kind of pointed that out to clarify there was one point where we were talking about how Alex says that he was, could only be himself to Poppy. And I kind of wanted to clarify, like, my point was Poppy was the only person, like, Alex could be Alex with, right? He was a, a brother and caretaker to his brothers. He was, like, a son and caretaker to his dad. He was this and that for everybody else. But Poppy was the only person where he could be, like, a... a a 20 something guy named, yeah. you know, who Alex was. And I think Richard kind of took it. I was saying that Poppy made him a better person. And I wanted to clarify that because I don't think that women should have to make men better people. And no. Point of like no. What I, I, didn't, I didn't get that from that conversation. Mm-hmm. I, so um, I, I didn't get that you were saying that she was managed because that that's not what that was. I, I haven't read. I'm so sorry. I haven't read this book yet. Um, I, I'm on hold. Yeah. Two different libraries. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get. That's yes. why I had to buy it. For I, I've read uh, Book Lovers and I've read Beach Read and I love them. Um, but I am on hold, but I haven't gotten them yet. Gotten the people we meet on vacation yet. It doesn't sound like that's what this is about in no, that circumstance. So many are, like the older ones from yeah. the 70s and 80s. Yes. Our job as women is making sure the men are happy, making sure they're not angry, <sighs> you know, like, and it's exhausting and it's unhealthy and that's not the way relationships are supposed to work, you know? And truly, I don't care. <laughs> See, I always cared too much. I always cared too much. <laughs> 
just uh, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, shoot. But I, it doesn't sound like that's what this was in the book. It wasn't her, no, you know, it just sounded like he just felt free to be who he was with her. Right. Because yes. in life we have different roles, you know, like a huge role of mine is as a mom and it kind of sometimes mm-hmm. eats up the other parts of my identity and mm-hmm. my time to read. <laughs> so you know and I, I that's what it sounded like it was just like okay this is somebody that I can just be myself with you know and mm-hmm. I can just feel comfortable in my own skin with and I think that's that's rare honestly yeah yeah it is so that's what I took away when I heard your conversation I wasn't thinking that this was one of the situations where she has to manage him this- and finding somebody else who appreciates that person yes. and feeling comfortable to be that person and then having that person respond to that person yes. it's super special and rare and yeah. that's what made this book the way it was that's why yeah. they fell in love with each other right but that's what you want in a partner is somebody who you know thinks your jokes are funny and who get you or who you can just like make a face at and they know what you're thinking that's that's what you want that's what every well that's what we all want isn't it and that's what it sounded like this was yeah yeah and I mean not to shade Richard I think he just misunderstood what I was trying to say I don't think he read it that way either but anyway so um or he I don't think Richard expects anybody to make him happy He sounded very, very well adjusted in the podcast. And I kind of, um, I think he's got it all figured out. Honestly, the older I get, the less I want to put into emotionally and physically into my work. Like, I just want to live my life. You know, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, you got that, you know, third 20, 20 years earlier than the rest of us. You know, you had it figured out because this is exhausting and I don't want to die with nothing but work behind me. Well, we'll talk about his insistence of relating himself to Buck later. <laughs> he doesn't sound like he's like Buck at all, honestly, no, really in most doesn't. respects. I, really I don't. And it, yeah, I'll, I'll go to it. But anyway, so one of the other things we talked about is that I think Emily Henry, what she does a really good job is talking about the subtler emotions of both people in a way that's still lighthearted and but serious and she just she balances sentiment and levity really well Mm -hmm. and in romance novels we're forced to kind of writers are forced to talk about love in this lighthearted like frivolous way to in an effort to try to avoid being like the sappy sentimentality right which everybody thinks romance novels are yeah and but then if you go the other way earlier some people some in this podcast are like oh it's so frothy and light and whatever and that's because if it was not that way you'd be like oh this is so sappy and, and unrealistic and blah 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 so as romance writers we are constantly having to strike that balance of we're talking about this deep emotion in a way that has to be interesting that has to be realistic that has to be still profound and delicate and subtle but we also have to make it fun and light and whatever because the other way is not really that's um, that's a lot to take on because i mean it's been a it's been like 15 years since i've had a new brand new romance but (laughs) it's the feelings are not always light and frothy it's a lot you know it's a lot of wonderfulness it's a lot of fear there's there's a lot going on there and it would be hard to 
I, I see what you're saying. Like if you were completely honest about what it's like, you got to keep the readers. You do have to keep the readers. That's a lot. Right. So anyway, I just, that's why I always kind of try to call people on one. And I do it too. Uh, I just call people on when they say things like frothy and light and not serious and stuff like that, because it's, it's a game. It's not, it's like the way you have to craft something to, that's just the way people will accept talking about an emotion like love that ends in happiness, right? If we yeah. if they all died at the end, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> anyway, I think that he preferred, um, he said he preferred the female perspective because it kind of lent insight into what women want. And we kind of talked about this earlier. Do they not really want to read about male emotions? Maybe, maybe that's un- uncomfortable for for guys to read. Oh, that's a good point, actually. That is a good point. It's not really... It's one of the reasons I love Ted Lasso. Because they are turning the what is masculine on its head because those are guys who have a deep relationship with each other and they talk to each Mm -hmm. other and emotionally support each other. And and that is so unusual in in any kind Mm -hmm. of pop culture or media. Like that's, and I love it. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I just want to watch it over and over and over. And these are wonderful examples of what being masculine should be you know i mean the in number of roy kent inspired romance novels god, i love I'm roy kent who doesn't love him oh my gosh he is amazing oh I love roy. so good all of them are so good though i don't know well, i'm gonna talk about this forever let's move on I know, i'm gonna i'm gonna say some spoilers too because the end of last season i was just livid there is one that i'm just done with oh yeah he is um, that, that whole season that whole season i was just like oh no you're not acting I did this way. The, the obvious and strangely strangely fast aging process very humorous mm-hmm. <laughs> this hair just it was great it was hilarious <laughs> okay um, well, i guess we should say that's that could be a whole podcast in, in, in and of itself yes. <laughs> okay all right so richard i Something that no other of the guys had said, he said that he thought this book was very relatable. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the other guys that kind of read the book and were like, this is okay for me to read, but I don't, I never heard, oh, I relate to this male character. That's not something I heard a lot. So I thought that was an interesting departure for this. I wonder if it was, I mean, Emily Henry is ultimately very relatable in the the work that she does, though. Like, maybe it was, maybe the selection of that book had something to do with it. Yeah. And you picked sounds like you picked that one knowing that Richard would specifically relate to it. But I mean honestly, yeah. it's hard to relate to a lot of Outlander too. You know what I mean? So my book choice might oh, have something God. to do with it. Um, oh, that was a long it took me forever. Uh, anyway, all right. Was it the next one I have is was it shocking to you at how few rants Richard had? Yes, because <laughs> Nick Miller has a rant for every occasion. He did hit really hard on Ohio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he really did. And oh, what's his name? Robin Hood King of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. <laughs> name it was the worst movie ever <laughs> i can't even remember his name now you because i brought that up right because i remember you or your sister had the piano book 
And so we would like, yes, I used, I, I knew how to play two songs on the piano and that was one of them. Right. So we would go to your house, all the boys and the girls, like all our friends. And we would play through, like, of course, just Brian Adams. Of course, yeah. everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. And they were like, I just remember them like making fun of us relentlessly and for good reason, because it was ridiculous. <laughs> and- Maybe the song holds up. We need to like re-listen. To- I haven't listened to it in like 20, 24 I mean, years. It's better than the movie. I mean, Kevin Costner, they're in What's his name, this, Kevin this Robin Hood. He is an English oh person who has no accent once at I know. He, he's <laughs> just completely American. Oh my gosh. He doesn't even try. I, I mean, know. it is amazing. It is amazing. Man, the 90s were crazy. You could just totally phone it in and be Kevin Costner. He said, I'll show my butt, but I will not act. <laughs> I do. Like, oh, he did show his butt. Did it make did. up for the, what did it make up for the accent? I can't remember. No, of course not. It was great. So anyway, I did want to say to Richard, he was not obligated to do rants, to, to rant on things. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe I made him feel in the podcast that that was what that as if he had to deliver that so i'm saying now richard i did not expect that i was not disappointed that he that you did not rant more no. I, would, I would just text this to you but we would both hate that so i'm just I, staying here i enjoyed that he just enjoyed the book I liked that. I appreciated that. And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I like, oh my gosh, like he should join the book club, Tara. Like, <laughs> no, I was like, oh my God, I love his positive take on this book. He had good things to say about it. You know, like club does he like dips? We should do ask him. Do you like dips? Because <laughs> if you do, you can be in the book club. You have to bring a dip. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not pile on to what he has to do. It's enough <laughs> if he shows up. I, you know. Yeah. Okay, and- that's true. Don't worry about it. You can just share our dips. <laughs> we have more than enough dips. We always have too many dips. It's <laughs> God, I. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's all the question, like points I have for Richard's podcast. Did you have anything else that you wanted to? say about it or thoughts about no, it or- I just thought it was really nice that he enjoyed it he seemed to have some really good takeaways about about the book and and possibly the genre altogether and I don't know I just re- appreciate that he enjoyed it I'm wondering yeah. if he's going to read some more Emily Henry because they're all good you know right so yes Richard it was it was it was just nice it's nice as I said before like I'm I've been reminded why we became why I became friends with these people in the Mm. first place right it's been so fun I loved it so much it was so great I I'll even talk to Richard on the phone again if I if I must (laughs) (laughs) well all right so no other thoughts about Richard I agree it was no it was it was wonderful to hear from him and I, I look forward to his next episode so I did want to go over quickly stuff I actually cut out of the episode. Ooh, ooh. So <laughs> I thought that would be interesting. Yes, is it meanness from you? No. <laughs> no. Oh man, I want to hear this audio. No, I am so. <laughs> Listen, I. Speaking of things that we cut, uh, like one of the guests, Jonathan Fadul is amazing i love him so much a shout out jonathan wherever you might be you're certainly not listening to this you're probably at the gym 
he's like ripped now man he works for it he works for it yeah he does and lets us know about it it's great i love i love his instagram stories i love it but we recorded and it was like the total time of the recording was two hours two and a half hours oh my gosh Right. Yes. And so the actual podcast, you'll notice the latest one is only 43 minutes. I was going to say, weren't these all, weren't they both under an hour? What the hell did you cut out? What did he say? (laughs) I cannot repeat it. I cannot repeat any of it. I I, I believe you. I totally believe you from what the 43 minutes that you kept. I assume that is, I assume that's correct. And I loved it all. I mean, we had such a great time. Yes. I love it so much. I love him so much. He's so f- funny mm-hmm. and so. Now, when we talk about people who like parse their words for the audience or like hold back stuff because they. Jonathan is not one of those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And he's amazing and open and it's it's great. But like so much of it was just You need a guys read romance after dark podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And not safe for work. It's not not safe for work at all. I it is I mean it was it was amazing and I like I said, but I had but that's how much I had to cut. That was Oh wow. How much was really not suitable for ears <laughs> oh, okay anyway but getting back to Richard's podcast oh <laughs> but these have gotten in general longer because mm-hmm. I've switched I took out that second game and I've made the quicker category so I, the ones I have a lot on the bank right now so the recordings I have some are like three hours long oh wow I'm talking to these guys for so long and these new the new ones that have not aired yet we are mostly drunk. So, <laughs> That's so fun. It's like, uh. a, it's like a looser vibe. And I think that that's going to be great. But also it's a lot of editing because that's a lot of time. But anyway, so stuff I cut out from Richards was, well, first of all, he continued to bash Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That definitely went on longer. <laughs> He's used his real last name. <laughs> I know. And that's what I he lives him. in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I said. I took out that for your safety. <laughs> and Richard. <laughs> but he went on to Bash Ohio for a, a bunch of a bunch of times. A bunch of a bunch of things and specifically where he lives he went on bashing ohio for, for quite some time Aww. and yeah it's very pretty where he lives i, I work it's in ohio sad. and um yeah. you know there's positives and negatives to any place mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he did also um rant, have a rant about crypto for <laughs> Oh, I can so picture that. I want to hear this rant. I want to hear it. <laughs> you Why can do- have you can have any of the unedited episodes you want. I've yeah. sent lots of people Jonathan. <laughs> I don't know. They love, Jonathan, if you're ever listening, they love it. They love it. So much. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he continued to bash Ohio. The, but crypto was another one that I cut out. I thought maybe people don't care. About- <laughs> I thought maybe people don't want to hear. 
some random dude's thoughts about the validity of crypto. Well, like, it doesn't really have much to do with the uh, theme of the podcast, so I can understand why you would cut that, even if it was probably a little bit hilarious. Yeah, no, it was fun. <laughs> Everything was fun. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Um, Richard is very funny. Can we also talk about, I think we skipped it, but all of our friends are, all of these guys are funny. <laughs> I don't think you would hang out with people who aren't funny. No, that's a drag. And these are actually um, people you do hang out with. So that makes sense to me. I would assume they'd better be funny, right? Yeah, for real. Or you're not going to be um, friends with them for so 20 years. He also, another thing I cut was he went further on about his distaste for Shania Twain. <laughs> What did she ever do to him? I feel like there are worse people out there than Shania Twain. I mean, I'm not a fan, but like, I don't have anything bad to say about her. Well, now back up because this is where I came to Shania Twain's defense. I'm not a huge fan of Shania Twain. I'm not a huge fan of country music in general. Yeah. But Shania Twain is kind of like a classic romance novel heroine at this point. Her husband cheated on her with her best friend, right? And Shania Twain in her songs has actual expectations for men and their behavior. (gasps) There you go. (laughs) Now I'm going to be a fan now. You're right. right. You are right. Which is extremely and was extremely progressive for the time. Oh, yeah. She says Brad Pitt. Don't impress me much because I need you to actually do a fucking thing instead of just be hot. Oh my God. Yes. She was, she was speaking for all women. So I backed her up in this podcast and I, I think that she's a tragic romance heroine at this point. Okay. That makes complete sense that. Yeah. yeah, She's, Oh wow. Okay. No, I'm sold. Yeah. yeah. So he can and just, I want him to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, take it back. Let take us know. Back. Call Mara on the phone. <laughs> oh my God, don't call me. <laughs> Tell him to take it back. I can only take business calls on the phone. I don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> how, how do you talk to people when you're not working? I don't know. No, but if he calls, I would like a screenshot, please. All right. <laughs> anyway, so... I cut out where I defended Shania Twain because I really, I didn't think, we had already gone off on quite a tangent with that. That could be a whole episode, honestly. Um, <laughs> that Yeah, no, that was probably, that, that makes sense. Right. But I am more upset about it now with Richard. Richard, justice for Shania Twain. Hashtag yeah. justice for Shania. Yep. But she also had the song, like, any man of mine's gonna walk, like, like she, he's going to like me when I'm not looking great or like me when I am looking great. I mean, it was this whole thing of, like, you're just going to respect me, you jerk. And, like, then she, of course, you know, he leaves her for her best friend. Like, oh, what fuck a that dude. Fuck yeah, that he sucks dude. Um, so... And then I think that was all I cut. So I didn't really cut, have to cut much. But as it was... Ohio. <laughs> he, really, he really hates Ohio. He really hates... But, but as I was... I cut out a lot of like ums and you knows. And I realized I did that a lot. I mean, Richard's very articulate. But I did that a lot for... I do that a lot for all of the guys. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes I forget to listen to my part more because I'm always like very cognizant and hyper aware of like making them sound great. And I mean, they do, but it's just, 
sometimes people people have verbal things that we all don't really pay attention to in normal conversation, but if you're listening to it on audio, it becomes yes. distracting. And so I, and during this episode, I was like, oh my God, I have said the word moment 1 million times. Oh, I didn't and notice that. Did you, did you take it out? No, I didn't, I didn't notice that. I was, like I said, I was hyper-focused on the, the guy track and that's why this came to me. I was like, I am essentially spending all of this time making these dudes look super great. Mm. And at the same time, I'm forgetting to make my myself sound articulate. And I say fair enough, like 80 times. I probably shouldn't say this out loud because now everyone will focus on it too. Oh yeah, I'm <clears throat> gonna do that. I'm gonna be count, it's gonna, that could be a drinking game. <laughs> I'm gonna cut them. I will be so them. drunk. I will be <laughs> so drunk. Right, well, there are only like so many like segue uh, and like like for instance, like oh, yeah. the, the number of likes I cut out from these podcasts are astronomical. I, mean, I, I believe it. So that's all of us. That's yeah. all of us. So that's how I came upon. Let's do this interstitial because I'm spending all this time with these guys. This is not, I'm making them look great. I'm <laughs> forgetting about myself. Like, let me, let's bring some women into this equation. And there are also, as I listen, there are things that I forget to follow up on. And just the nature of this podcast, like I can't, it's not an immediate, I mean, who who knows when Richard's going <laughs> to resurface so that we could follow, it's, it'll be too long to follow up the his last podcast, you know what I mean? The ideas that are were in it. So I thought this will be a way to like download all all of my thoughts about it and then also hear from somebody else who has listened to it who is female and so I'm so glad that you were the first person Mara because of Aww. course I mean we are like uh romance is I mean like I can't even think about romance without thinking about you I mean we were Aww. we like it grew up reading it well um, the fact that you are now a published author just blows my mind and our teenage selves would be flipping out they would just be like <laughs> you're living the dream you know like you are that's that's what we wanted to be when we grew up and and I just think it's so amazing and remarkable that you are doing it and and I support all Thank of your you. endeavors and you are living the dream this is it. <laughs> just, just talking to dudes all day. Right? <laughs> oh, well, okay. Maybe not. Maybe you're not living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of you never having to leave the house because you're like, you know, making up entire worlds in your head. That was the dream for me. No, that's that's very nice. It's very nice. So one does sometimes want to leave the house. Um, But anyway, thank you. Yes, and it is very exciting. And romance is wonderful. And I should have thought of of a closing. Do you have any other thoughts about the book that you want to share before we close out here? No, but I will continue to listen to the podcast. And I love romance. <laughs> Thank you. Unprompted. <laughs> love it. I... Well, it's also true. <laughs> I do love romance. <laughs> well, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. So just... The book I'm reading um... right now. It's um. It's uh, one of the. It's incense and sensibility. Um, Somali Dev. I'm reading oh, romance yeah. right now. It's very yeah. enjoyable. There you go. I'm reading romance. romance. Yeah. And, but it's for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I have had to read so many things that, and like, so now I can't even, before my reading was limited because I was writing so much. And now the only reading I do is for this podcast. And I, I will send the guys lists and like 90% will be things that I've already read. And so I'm like, yes, I won't have to read anything because I've already read it. And they always pick the stuff I've never read. I'm so sad that like reading is becoming a chore to you. Oh, that makes me sad. No, it's still nice, but my my the options are just I can't I haven't read so much new stuff because of it. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but there's there's a ton of great stuff out there and it's very exciting to talk about. I should probably just quickly thank again all of the guys for for doing this podcast. I do, if anybody's wondering, send them baskets of things in the mail as as a thank you because I will not ever pay them. No, no. That's probably, if you know, that's not exactly true. But also, just as another note, there will be merch soon. Um, one of the guys is actually creating some some merch. So like shirts and stickers probably are what we're going to start with. Because I'm totally that getting a shirt. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Gio, Giovanni De Federici, who's kind of working on that. And uh, hopefully that'll be here soon. So anyway, Mara, thank you so much. It was so great just to chat. It was and... so nice talking to you. Yeah, we didn't so... even have to record this. It would have just been nice just to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm capitalizing on all of my friendships now. <laughs> Feel free. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, thank you. And we love romance here. Thanks, guys. See you.